What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Man, is it a good one this time around. I've been saying that a lot lately because it is. Miss Pat is on the show. My girl, Miss Pat, is incredible. She has a show right now out on BET Plus. If you don't have BET or BET Plus, go get it, you bozo. What's your deal? Support Miss Pat. She's incredible. She's a great comic, a great writer, a great actor. All these things are blended together on her brand new show. Go get it right now on BET Plus. Also, go get yourself some tickets to see your boy live. AndrewSantino.com. I'm on tour. AndrewSantino.com. I'm going everywhere, dude. Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, Portland. Uh, I'll be at Foxwoods uh, later in the year. Uh, I'm also going uh, to where? I'm going to a million places. Just check it out. You can look it up. The Tito Cheeto Tour is available right now. It's live. We're doing it. Go to AndrewSantino.com to check out the Tito Cheeto Tour. Now I'm looking up all the other places I'm going. Oh, I'll be in Cancun with me and Bob. We'll be in Columbus. Uh, we'll be in Grand Rapids, Philly, San Diego, Phoenix, uh, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, Kansas City, Albany. I'm all over the place for the Tito Cheeto Tour. AndrewSantino.com for those tickets. AndrewSantino.com. Come see me live. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the Gingers, oh hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Miss Pat. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Pat. Yay, baby. Yay, Thank you baby. for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it. This is great that you're here. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been running around all fucking day. I know, I bet, huh? Oh. It's been bad, huh? Not even bad. It's just been bad. You know the traffic here in L.A. But you're also doing promo for your new show, so you're running around like a mad woman. Yeah, but a lot of promo, a lot of foam, a lot of, a lot of podcasts, all for the, you know, my show that comes out August 12th. B-E-T, B- August 12th. Here, B-T put this plus. underneath your mouth so people are, yeah. B-E-T plus, B-E-T plus. Yeah. They have a streaming service. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but theirs is pretty new. There's about 18 months. Okay. So a lot of people are not familiar with it. BET Plus. Plus, yeah. Plus, get that shit now. And don't do it with uh, your friend password. Get the shit <laughs> just for the Miss Pat show to strive on the 12th. Okay, on the 12th. And yes. then and then watch it, and then what if they want to cancel? Then they can cancel afterwards. Yeah, you can cancel after. When, when, when 50 Cent was doing... Um, power? Power. Yeah. Black people, that's all they did. They went and got stars mm-hmm. till, they, till the show went out, and then they canceled the shit. White people do that too, okay? Yeah. You can't, you can't just say just black people do it. Okay. We do that shit too, well, all right? Well, good. So, so do what we've been doing. <laughs> you, you get it, and you, you use it, cancel and when, when you're done. done. Yeah. You cancel the shit when That was like done. Showtime's. That was like the... the that was like... Showtime did that all the time where they're like free six months if you just watch like Shameless or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then when I did a show on Showtime, I was begging people. I was like, just sign up. And they're like, I don't want to sign up. I'm like, you don't have to pay. You sign up for free. And then by the time that the show's done and you're done watching it, just get rid of it. Just call and be like, I don't want it anymore. And yeah. then they're not going to trick you into keeping it. No, well, they'll ask you and try to beg you. And all you got to nah. do is be fr- Look, motherfucker, I said no. <laughs> I had enough. My show is going off. I said no. Yeah. So and then you get your new email address. When it's time to get that next free trial, right? Yeah, just you, just <laughs> just keep switching it. Gmail gives you a thousand emails. There's no there's no stopping. Um, the sh- the new show, by the way, they sent me uh, the your your team sent me a bunch of stuff, which is kind of great. And I think it looks it look I mean it looks amazing. Like you did you write and produce 
and star. Did you direct too or no? Uh, I, I don't know no. shit about directing. Now, uh, you're going no. a little too far. <laughs> this is May, my first maybe. Season. I don't know. Eventually, you yeah. know, if I get a couple of seasons, when I get a couple of seasons out of this. But no, I wrote and executive produced and, uh, and I starred in it. Yeah. So it was a lot of fucking work. TV is not easy. And what I've. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch yeah, it? Yeah, I did. Great. Um, it was it was it was hard. Well, it is, well, I mean, look, I I don't think there's any way to explain to people how hard it is to make TV because they just you know it's like champagne problems to regular America's like who gives a shit. But it's hard to tell them that it's more about it's not like labor intensive. It's the idea that you're getting fifty people to agree on one thing yes. and to do the same thing at once. It's fucking impossible. Try to impossible. do that with your family. Go get a family outing together and decide all 50 family members go to the same place, eat the same thing, drink the same thing, agree on the same idea. That's It's like that's such a hard thing to, to do. And all the networks are pretty much the same across the board. Mm-hmm. You don't have somebody there that's going to push back. And, and you know, it's just it was it was it wasn't. I tell you, the show was first at Fox mm-hmm. and we took it to Fox. Um we stuck it to Fox Studios or another part of Fox. And then we sold it to Hulu because it's five years in the making. Hulu shot the pilot, mm-hmm. which they helped us tighten it up really good. We waited six months hoping they was going to pick it up. They dropped it on Valentine's Day last year. On Hulu? On Hulu. They, they said no. They didn't want it on their platform. Which sweet, you know, sweet thing to do on a lovely day. Yeah, on a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me when I got eliminated on last coming standing on my birthday. What, that I, was on your birthday? That was on my birthday. Oh my god! So um, when they said they didn't want it, you know, I truly believe it was a good show. It's something different, and would eventually get picked up. Wow! And it did. I mean, I didn't know BET Plus had a streaming service. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm just happy that we found a home, and I'm happy that. Somebody picked it up who understand the product. Right. So, 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 did you reach out to producers, or did you get a? Did someone come to you and was like, "I know how to do this. I know how to make this." No, actually, I went through three writers. So, okay, the first two writers did not work out. The third writer was a young kid, still in college, that Lee Daniel found. Wow. Twenty three years old, had never wrote a show. Only thing he had was a stage play in New York at the Public. His name is Jordan Cooper. And Shout I out Jordan out, Cooper. Yeah, I went out there and I met this kid, and um, we started talking. And I was like, I think you can do it. But then I had to tell him because he had never had any experience with Hollywood. And I think I'm about three years in at this time of the nose and the bullshit and the dinners and right. the lunches and the the fake ass dreams. The lunches. Oh, the fucking, the fucking lunches. lunches. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was picked. The shit I can't afford. Yeah, <laughs> me, me, yeah. I want to go right here. Yeah, Crestation. Right. But um. You know, I just told him, I said, they're not going to give you a job. You never did shit. Don't believe the fucking hype. I said, if you want if you want this to work, we got to do it together. Right. And we did it together. Wow. And we we went and wrote a pilot, and we, we didn't even know how to work the fucking program. Would you use Final Draft? Is that yeah, what it was? we went on YouTube. To I, learn how to Final Draft? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and you learned it all just from watching YouTube shit. He did, yeah. We, wow. I was like, go to fucking YouTube. I said, because my girlfriend... Learn how to suck dick from YouTube. So <laughs> YouTube teach you every fucking thing. Really? YouTube teach you how to suck dick, huh? Well, that's yeah, incredible. Different positions. I've seen that shit. video. I've seen that video. Well, I've good. seen that video. It's out there. I, I, I I've didn't said see it, it. I've sent it to my wife a few times. Yeah, it so gets, it bounces back. Well, good. But <laughs> we went. We we just we 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 listened to each other. This kid really became me, and really understood who I was. How to write your voice. How to write. 
you know, when you're doing a show about a comedian, mm-hmm. and when they when you see people turning you into other shit, and you're scared because mm-hmm. you want that opportunity, but then I say, you know, you can't give me as much money as I can steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep that mentality, right? You know, like you know, I'm not gonna go out with a badass show. Or if I go out, it's going to be on something that I believe in. Right. Not something a fucking writer who didn't know me believe in. Right. So I just took that stand and I said, no, no, I, this ain't good enough. Wow. Even when, you know, when you write material, Hollywood is so uh, reboot, redo, everything mm-hmm. the same. You know, if this shit were everybody going to say, I need a big fat black girl who curse, who talking about real shit just like Miss Pat. Everybody going to want a Miss Pat. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to want. Because mm-hmm. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I want this. I want that. Nobody want anything different. Right. If that worked for that network, let it work over here for this network. So, I mean, I just said, I said, I'm not going out like that. I'm going to stand by and stick to what I believe in, you know. And when they was doing, when I when we got a show running and I would hear rehash jokes and I'm like, no, no. I said, bitch, I've been around for 20 years. Right. You know, those writers, they just used to put shit in a boat. Yeah. You know, hey, I remember one of the jokes was boy game board. I was like, nigga. Boy, boy game board? Board game board. Uh, I mean, even one of the producers was like, they don't think we heard this shit before? Yeah, no. Because one of the scenes, the kids was playing a board game. And then she was like, a board game is bored. I'm mm. like, oh my God, do you not think I've never heard this bullshit before? Right. And they have, and America's heard all that shit too. They've heard it a thousand times. A thousand You're not tricking times. anybody anymore. You're not, that's not. That's not. I work my ass out to keep you from getting it. Right. In this show. Right. Right. That's. I mean. That's. Well. That's what's so. Um, I think the 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 sh- the thing I enjoy about the show is that it is. It's inherently you. There's no. There's no doubt in my mind that you were at the helm of all of it. It wasn't like somebody rewrote what they thought you should be doing on the show, which is really difficult because a lot of times you pitch a show or you get a show and. You've got an idea, and they they want they want to do you, but they want to do their version of you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I think is really tough. And you're lucky with, you know, your 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 vigor about being like, well, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna go out with some bullshit because a lot of times you bow down. And I've done it in my career where I've been like, well, I'll just do what they want me to do because you just you do because you're either young and you just kind of want the money. check, yeah, yeah, and you want the check, and you're like, well, I'll just do it if they want me to do it, you know. But I think you can tell that you did it and you're responsible for it. Which is good, because what do they say? It's like, give me all the success, give me all the failure. You want all the credibility when it's good, mm-hmm. and when it's shitty, because you're like, well, it's on me. Yeah. I can't be like, well, they, they did it. Yeah, that's why I think it's, that's why I think the new regime of television is taking over of, like, people putting their name heavily behind shit and having more to do with the creation, because then you're the only person to blame. I mean, you're not alone on that island, but it's your product. So it's like, I'd, you, you'd rather go down with someone going, this is you. Well, I have a comic comic mentality. Right. When we up there, we're alone. Right. You you can't nobody make you bomb. No. You wrote that shit. We did it. Yo, you <laughs> we wrote it. You wrote that shit. So right. either it's gonna be funny or it's gonna be unfunny. You gonna go and you gonna go kill with it or you gonna go die with it. Right. And that's how I was with this show. Right. This show is me. You know, I you know, if you look at my first album that I put out, the only album I've ever put out. It's all my fucking comedy. It's all my stories. It's, it's day-to-day life. Right. You know, that plane scene on there, that really happened to me on what? Southwest Airlines. Oh, really? Yeah. Can and we talk? I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, leak anything. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, okay. Please talk about it. Um, you know, that I would block off the uh, seats just for white men because I was flying to Indiana, and one that many people 
black people flying back to Indiana. Right. You know. There's probably none. Well, it's probably, it is. It's, it's probably, more now. It's more now, but right. I, especially when I got on Delta. But at the time when I was on Southwest, um, there was a few blacks, but it was mostly white business class, and I was like an A plus, so I got up front in the plane. Right. And so I would block off a seat, the end seat for me, a white male, and we would talk. I would make sure I would have uncomfortable conversation with them about life, about race, about women, about shit. You know, right, right. so what are you gonna do? You you stuck now right. for at least forty five minutes with me. <laughs> Unless they get up to go piss and they never come back. But well, where the Southwest, don't you go? don't have a choice. You don't have a fucking choice. Yeah, you you're running not first out. class. <laughs> and I would just have conversations with people and I could see the tension behind me of people looking like I can't believe she's fucking talking to people right. about this. Right. Yeah, like when you talk when you tell uh it's an old white lady, I think, that you say Yeah, yeah it's an old white lady instead yeah. of an old, a white dude, but when you say that uh well, I don't want to give away the joke, but anyway, when you, you talk about well, that's in the pile. That's in that's in you can say that. You can, that's yeah. in the uh, promo, right? But uh, but it is funny to it is funny to feel the the reality of that. The first thing I thought of when I see you talking m- about what it's like, you know, to to live in a town of all these just all these kind of different kinds of white people. When I when you talk when the show addresses it from a real perspective instead of like a. And I'm not going to name other shows, but other shows kind of try to do that a little bit of like black people in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it misses them. It? It's just not genuine. There's something missing there. And I think it's just an honest perspective because I think a lot of people are afraid on television right now to really say the thing. You know what I mean? Like they, they get close, but they're like, well, they dart just a little bit away from it just in case it upsets fucking Pfizer or whoever's doing the advertising. Yes. Or whatever, you know? But you don't have to worry about that with BET Plus because streaming services don't got to really sweat it now. Well, it'll eventually go to streaming service. So they, they could. I mean, if you see how it opens, mm-hmm. they, you won't see that on the uh, on the linear version. Sure. That's <laughs> you know, fine. The stand-up part. Yeah. But, you know, and that's what we were trying to do. We were just trying to be an eye-opener. You know, like I tell people, the pilot is about school shootings. Yeah, it is. It's, it's how, and, and people like, you fucking did a pilot about school shooting. I'm like, well, if you're gonna go down swinging, you might as well fucking go down swinging. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, a, it's it's not a black show. It's an American show. Sure. And that's what I try. To, that's what Archie Bunker was. Yep. Archie Bunker was not a white show. It was what was happening in America. Mm-hmm. White men thought like that. Right. Black men came over to his house. He he didn't hate him. He just was out the way he was raised. Right. He was honest about how he felt. He was honest about how he was felt, and that's what I am. Right. In his show. Right. You know, a lot of people want to say Roseanne, but I kind of see more of an Archie Bunker type. Well, Arch, only because Roseanne... Uh, was a fat white woman and I'm a fat black woman. <laughs> yeah. They always get the fatness confused. Right. I think you're more Archie Bunker because uh, Archie was... all Archie was just kind of like... Um, it was just him being honest, where Roseanne was more... Um, was kind of careless. Was like, didn't give a shit if you didn't like it. But Archie was, wasn't really out to say anything that was hurtful or hateful, he was just telling you, well, that's just that's just how my world works, mm-hmm. right? It was less so targeted. Roseanne was a little bit more like, go fuck yourself if you don't like it. It's kind of that, that was like a lot of 80s, 90s woe comedy was mm-hmm. like, well, fuck you if you don't like it. This was that, what you've created, what you've done is more Archie-like, where it's like, that's just the way I see the world. And it's the way that the world has presented itself to me. So I'm yes. sorry if you don't fucking like it. That's just the way the thing goes. Like when you say to the woman, it's like, you know, the only way to get a check 
from from the cops is if you if your kid gets shot and then you, you get four million dollars, four million bucks. Yeah. It's funny, but it's real as fuck. Right. Because you know, if you want to be honest, that's all they was giving them when the cops was shooting black mm-hmm. kids for. It wasn't until they gave that white woman who that black cop shot in the face. And they was like, hold on, you gave that woman $12 million. Motherfucker, we want $12 million. You took right. my son's life, and you shot him from the back. Right. Then they started to up the price of the black death. So when I wrote that, I wrote that out of realness. And that whole thing about my daughter not wanting to go to school, because my daughter, I live in an all-white neighborhood, mm-hmm. a great fucking neighborhood. But that all these school shootings start happening. She's like, I'm not going up in there with them white folks. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck you is? You get up out of here, I'm about to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy might want to come home on lunch and fuck. You gonna get fuck up out of here. <laughs> What's worse, is stay at home with mom naked or going to a school shooting? It's that's a toss up. Yeah, I might have know, to go get shot. But that was the whole that was the whole purpose of that episode. And I, I, I I'm hoping that people think that we did a great job. Yeah, I hope people don't think that they, just because it's on BET Plus that it's a black show. To me, it's like my comedy. It's not. I'm not an urban comedy comic. Um, I talk about shit that happened in America. Yeah. You know, I'm not, on, black folks are not the only one that grew up in poverty and get molested and be shot and do drugs. This is an American fucking story. Right. That's a, it's actually the, the, uh, the irony of some of that is that it's being put on in that way to America, but that's truly a lie as if like, well, white people don't know a, a poor experience or white people don't know any kind of struggle like that. That's what's unfortunate is that's kind of perpetuated, but it takes stuff to kind of shut it down. Black people start thinking y'all struggle for real when Eminem came out. <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> had Detroit. black folks stories. You like, right. what the fuck, white boy, you been through that? But that's a lot and that's but that's a lot of white Americans as well. That stories aren't ever told because there's this Well, there's TV this portray lie. you TV portrayed white America as there's no struggle. Right. When I was coming up, it was not it was not a lot of black shows on TV, because I'm, I'm almost fifty. They didn't come along to like the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, black yeah. shows came along like the nineties. Jeff, uh, so, Jefferson's was probably like a, a good after post Cosby, post Cosby yeah, era. The I late eighties. Yeah, I think so, Jefferson's probably did a good job of trying to. Good times. Show, good times. Yeah. Who the fuck, you know, people in the ghetto. So right. I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, fucking! I didn't. I didn't watch the Jefferson. No, but they show white people on TV as when I was growing up. You saw Hazel. You probably don't even know who the fuck Hazel is. Mm-mm. Uh, she was the maid for um, what's the name of that fucking show? Wasn't it Brady Bunch maid? Oh, I didn't watch the Brady Bunch. So you, saw, I, I watched the Brady Bunch when my main show was um, um, fucking Leave It to Beaver. Oh my God! So they was perfect. Did you like Andy Griffith too? You liked all that shit. Well, we, my mama watched that stuff, but yeah. leave it to Beaver Mom. In my head, became the mom that I wish I had uh. because she she fixed food. They had snacks. You know, she always had her pearls on. She never hollered at the Beaver. <laughs> and this lady, in my mind, was my fucking mama. Right. That's all I watched was Leave It to Beaver. Right. I love that fucking show. So here I am, a little black girl. I didn't have nothing to watch to show me that black kids are treated like that, too, in the world. So, you know, I look at, I thought only black people had the struggle I had, and white folks had that perfect life, what I saw on TV right. with Leave it to Beaver. Mm-hmm. Then I grew up and I realized, hey, we all the fucking same. Right. A lot, of people, a lot of people have the, the other side of it. The, the side that people saw on TV was very rare, which is what I think it also created kind of a false narrative for people to think that they have to live a perfect life. 
that like, well, that's we should all be living so perfect. The mom should stay at home and cook all day and oh. be sweet and perfect should, and have makeup on. You should get on. married right. and you, before you have sex. And I was like, well, you don't, you text me off a car before you buy. So why are you telling me married this man and call, I get him home and his dick might be so little, we both got to go look for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is some bullshit. And why do I have to get married? Right. You don't have to fucking be married. Stop nah. that bullshit. If you just want to fuck for 30 years or to the day you die, that's your fucking choice. Right. Marriage is a piece of paper. Why are you bringing paper in this relationship? The government. The government even worse. The yeah. Pe- you're bringing the people then in. you got to file taxes on this bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. When you, when you could have kept your shit separate and put your own return in your own account. Right. Well, they get you somehow, though. They'll get you somehow. Not if you're not married. Now, yeah, you get now in California, they domestic law. You know this? If you live with someone for more than 10 years, they consider it domestic. Well, then what you do is you marry, you stay with them uh, nine get them years, a, get them their 11 place. months, <laughs> and then you move out, and then six yeah. months, and then you move back in. Move back so in, y'all start, start all over. over relationship. All right, good. That's yeah. why I think ma- marriage should be like, uh, that's like marriage should be like car leases or something that you have to re-up every three years to make sure both people still enjoy it. Child. That should be it. Three to four years, you get to be married, and then it's like, well, you got to go back through the whole thing again to make sure that you're still into it. Because otherwise, I think, I think, I think like that Leave It to Beaver mentality, that 1950s idea of America, was so made up that people stayed married, stayed together, had miserable, kids, miser- and they didn't love each other at all. Mm-mm, they didn't love each other. He was all fucking a nanny, <laughs> and she was all fucking the pool boy. <laughs> that would have been a better show, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. they was too scared. I mean, they was even sleeping in separate beds on some of those shows. Right. When they know mom and dad fucked in them days. Right. But I was, I had a conversation with uh, Norman Lear. He watched the pilot. Incredible. He's like, he called me back. He's like, I fucking love this show. I don't know if you got the video of Norman Lear. In the package, but Mm-mm. he was like, I fucking love this show. He said, some of the stuff you did here, I wish I could have did. Really? Yes, that's what he said. Wild. And he made a whole video to the co- the co-creator, and he was like, man, I cannot wait to watch the 10 episodes. Wow. And to hear Norman Lear say that, because this kid is fucking idolized. Norman Lear, he fucking loves him. And he was, and he just, he loved multicam, and he just want to bring multicam back. Yeah. Like, I'm arguing with him today. He's like, well... When people say it's fake laughter, correct them. Because we did have a live studio audience. Even sure. during the pandemic, we we paid extras. They to, had to be to extras. Sit in, to sit in the audience. audience. They had to be extras. Wow. They couldn't be... They couldn't be like volunteer like audience members. Well, because they had well, because they've got you had to get them COVID tested yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, you had to stuff. get them COVID tested, all of that stuff. Wow. And so they was more like extras, but we had them. Wow, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, because well, I think because people people started to get wise to what multicam was and the assumption was this is sweetened you know because mm-hmm. because networks did sweeten for years as they would just sweeten laugh and juice it up and make it know, sound heavier that's why i think america thinks that way and that may not be the truth but yeah that's why they think that way right. so many multicams that came out there's you you said you know i like multicam and when you i don't mind the laughter is when a joke is real and I still can Because no fake laughter can make me laugh. Right, right. You know, you, that's not you, what gets you. No, that's not what gets you. If the joke is funny, you're going to fucking laugh. Right. You, know, I mean, like a lot of people laugh at when I look at the dad and, and the son. I said, well, did you teach your daddy what a click was? Yo, <laughs> when I showed it to Rogan, he fucking fell out laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that really don't make me laugh. No. But some people love that joke. Sure. My, well, my favorite joke is quiet. Right. 
Right. Do you remember that one? Uh -uh. When the sister was like, I said, why are you home? And she said, I was quiet. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Fuck is quiet? I quit while I got, I, I fought, wait, what was it? I said, I was going to quit, but they fired me. Yeah, yes. I got acquired. Yeah, that's yes. what it was. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was, that's my that's favorite a great joke. joke. Yeah, that's a great joke. Yeah. Well, you, but I mean, you, that's just because you're a comedian, you're going to be more critical of the way comedy's laid out on these shows anyway. The difference is with someone like, you know, Norman or, or those kind of guys, they felt the different waves of, of how jokes were formatted and given to America because there is a there was a for, there is a format still it's format yes yeah and it's and some of them are really good in here we pour whiskey hey guys I've talked about this a lot on this show about mental health and uh, getting help from an experienced professional I think is important if you have mental health issues and by the way most of us do I'd say the high majority of people need a little bit of help someone to talk to and BetterHelp is the place BetterHelp is incredible. It's uh, not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise. It, uh, By the way, it's available worldwide, this service. It's better than going to an office where you're sitting with bright, uncomfortable lights and looking around at the other people in there and you're thinking and judging and wondering. Don't worry about it. Do this from the comfort of your own home, your office, your car, a bus, a bus stop, school, wherever you are, you can use BetterHelp. And I think it's incredible. It's uh, committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. They make it easy and free to change counselors if need be. No big deal. I'm a big proponent of this, guys. I really do believe that you should talk to someone. BetterHelp is the place. If you are looking to speak with someone, it's easy and convenient, and you can do it from your house. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Whiskey Ginger. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash whiskey. Can you learn a new language? Si se puede. Of course you can learn a new language. Yes, we can. Yes, we will. Let's do it together with Babbel. Babbel is incredible. Uh, Babbel, the 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike that infamous language class that you took in high school that definitely didn't work because you were staring at girls in class and playing with your buggers, this will work. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Uh, other language learning apps use AI for the lesson plans, but not Babbel, my friend. They do it the right way. 100 language experts put this thing together. Uh, Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, the basics. I'm learning Italiano right now because I want to go back to Italy. Uh, their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel um, in addition to lessons. You can also ask, access podcasts, which is great, games, videos, stories, and even live classes to really teach you what you're doing in correct. Uh, Babbel is great. I, I really do enjoy it. It's very simple, and even a dumbo like me can do it, and you should try it. If you do want to learn a language, it's great and easy. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use that promo code WHISKEY. You know it. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code WHISKEY for an extra three months for free. Ginger. I like gingers. You know, what's his name? Actually, this makes me laugh because I wanted to talk to you about this. I retweeted a clip that that you posted. Kreischer posted it when you did The Cabin. And I, I never laughed so fucking hard in my life than when Kaylee Cuoco... Am I saying that right? Is that wrong? No, I've been fucking it up all day, but keep going. Kaylee Cuoco said she were sitting at the table and you couldn't... You were telling her how you couldn't believe so many people watch Big Bang Theory and how they got a million an episode because you told her the show was fucking corny. And it made me laugh so hard that you were like, who the fuck watches this show? And she was like, well, I don't know. But it was you being so honest. You weren't really being mean. You were just telling you the truth is you couldn't believe because it was such a formatted show. And as a comedian, you you see that and you're like, I don't know if these jokes are funny or if people think they're funny because they hear the laugh and the timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. So 
it's just our skepticism as comics that you're like, I don't know, this might just I mean, be timing. They were nerds, so I'm not into nerdy shit. Well, neither am but I. But if you're a nerd, maybe that show was for you. I mean, it, it, the show lasted eight years, so it had to be good. But there's not that many it, nerds in America. That's it, my point. Well, it, it, so I, there was a lot of people it, pretending to be nerds, laughing at stuff that they didn't think was funny. That's what I'm saying. Of the nerds in America, there wasn't 15 million of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, the people that are watching, I'm sorry, there's no way. Well, And no I, hate on them, I just think, like, I think people, I watched it. I've I, never watched one episode of I've the watched, show. I've tried to watch an episode of the show, and what I got was, it's just great comedic rhythm for an audience. It's not, I, don't, I don't think they're listening to the jokes, truly. I think it's, na-na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, oh, na-na-na, na-na-na-na. It's that thing that we've heard for years, and you kind of know when that's supposed to hit. And it just does. And it mm. works. I've watched it work. I've seen people watch it, like family members that watch it. And I was like, oh, I get why I get why they like it. But, like, that's one kind of audience. And then there's someone that watches Ms. Pat's show. Yeah. Because they want to hear your jokes. They want to actually listen to see if they like the jokes. Versus yeah. just kind of, like, the happy I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, and then another thing, you got to be interested in the show. Not the, I don't know if the writing was bad. I never watched the fucking show. I'm quite... I don't have it. I don't have anything bad to say about the show. I just said I don't know no black people that watch the Big Bang Theory, <laughs> and I was not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to talk against it. All I was say I don't know any black folks that watch the Big Bang Theory. Right. I've never watched an episode. First of all, it's a bunch of dirty kids signs that doesn't interest me, and they're trying to get some pussy. Right. Well, I've been fucking since middle school or elementary school. I don't need to be talking to about who's, you know, a bunch of kids that can't get no pussy. <laughs> so it was just not my thing. So maybe it was a bunch of kids watching the show who couldn't get no pussy. That was the name of the original show. It was called Kids That Can't Get No Pussy. Well, <laughs> probably That so. was the first iteration of the show. <laughs> yeah, and I caught, you know, I I mean, I caught hell behind that. Why? Wow, you it wasn't even that a, bad. I thought it was funny. You know what? People see a black woman... Big black woman saying, oh, what I said to her, and you know, she's sweet, pretty girl. I didn't know who she was. And you hear me say that, and the first thing they want to do is uh, say, I'm mean. Ugh. I'm not fucking mean. I'm just honest. I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. Right. Don't nobody know who I am. And don't mean I'm I'm not worth 100 million like her, but uh, I'm honest. I don't go to parties and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's what I ask. Right. So I can get this motherfucker name right. I'm probably going to fuck it up anyway. Right. Even after you tell me. If you tell me his name is John, I'm probably going to call him uh, uh, Joe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I want to know who the fuck this person is. Right. I'm honest like that. Right. And I'm sorry that I don't know how to play the Hollywood game. Well, that's I could have came up and said, oh, my God, I'm such a big fan. No, I'm not. I don't know you. Right. If you do, why, you, you didn't, there was no faking in it. And also, it wasn't mean. There, you could have been, I, I, if anybody sees that kind of stuff, they can tell you're just being light and fun about something that you don't really know much about. And the ignorance is kind of fun. Like, it's kind of sweet. You don't mean it in, like, a cruel way. Like, Fuck you. No. It's like, I don't know anybody that watches that show. And that's okay. That's a very normal thing. If I see again, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? I know you now. But you're like, I still don't know any black people that watched your show. I don't know anybody. <laughs> but what was crazy, because I thought I talked to a few black people, like, I watched this show. I'm like, what, real? What, really? I think I had two of them. Okay, two. Two people said Two that people. After, after they saw the camera, what the fuck are you talking about? I watched the show. I said, okay, what do you do? I, I don't. So right. I don't know. And I was just trying to be honest. I mean, I, I hate it came off like that, but I was like, I don't fucking know. I, I don't think it came off mean. I, I thought it was well, funny. Well, I had white people in my box. You're a racist. I said, so is your mama. Now get out of my box, bitch. 
Get the fuck out my box. How much more can they throw around that word racist is my... That, this, I told them black people can't be around. racist. Racist gets thrown around so much, it's fucking nuts. You're racist. I told him, I said, you're racist because your mama pussy turned black with you on the way out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my inbox. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, you, you fucking baboon. Get out my motherfucking box. <laughs> I was cussing them out. Yeah. And I what had, was this, what? on Twitter and shit? No, they was, just... in my, they was in social media. All oh, of yeah. it. I look up, uh, you're the most nasty. And time I read the first negative, I said, look here, white bitch. <laughs> I am the wrong one for you to be fucking with, okay? <laughs> I know you want to defend somebody who you're a fan of, but mm -hmm. you better find you somebody to play with before I meet you at Starbucks and whoop your ass. <laughs> Fuck out my box, hoe. I would have fucking loved it if you just said, meet me here. Anybody that disagrees with me, meet me somewhere. Yeah. We'll come talk face to face. Yeah, you're, you're so nasty. I said, and so is your grandmama sucking your granddaddy dick <laughs> while her knees is on the Bible. <laughs> would people respond back after you shit on them? Yeah, they would. They would, and I block them. Oh yeah, and did they ever get? Did you ever have somebody come back and say some shit that actually made you laugh? Uh, no, they would just say nothing was funny. No, because what I said to them was funny. Yeah, but I'm saying that's what I mean. Usually, at some point, I find if somebody's talking shit. Sometimes somebody says something back that I think is funny, want, and I'm like, that's you, funny. You want to shock white people who comes into your box? Mm -hmm. Call them a nigga. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. They won't say anything back. Oh, they'll say, <gasps> you, you can hear it. You can hear it in their tape. tape. Gasp. I look at a nigga, bitch. Get the fuck out of my box. Okay? Also, some, some of them see that, and they're like, oh, thank you. That, that's... Yeah, that's get the, the fuck out of my box, bitch. <laughs> and I cuss them out. I say, hey, I tell them, I'm not Beyonce, bitch. I talk back. Right. I got my phone in my hand. I see what the fuck you saying about me. Right. Bitch, get the fuck out of my box talking about some <laughs> shit I was paid to do. I mean, I went on a show. Right. And, and it was a fucking non-stripped show. And I, they just said, be you. Well, they didn't tell me to come in there and be no motherfucking, uh, uh, no ballerina. They said, be you. <laughs> and I was mean. You are you. You're un you're unbelievably you, which is why you're so fucking funny. I think the show is proves that like that I can tell that's you. That's what I what I said before was real. It was like I could tell even if somebody tried to write you, at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to do you on the show. You can't really fabricate what you do. Do you know what I mean? No. You can no. try. You can try. And but me being who I am, even when I you know, when I go out for roles, I try, you know, you don't want this, you don't want this. I don't want to be in an industry where I'm just working, you know, where I'm just accepting shit. I want to create shit. Yeah. So. And it's it, tough to do. You know, it took five years to do that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's very tough it to fucking do. It takes fucking forever to get it, get it done. Yeah, it takes forever. You know, ideals. And so I'm always thinking or, you know, trying to come up with something original that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to do a ton of research and, and you know, just... To, just because I want to create. I have all these ideas in my head. And before I even take them to my agents and men, just say, hey, y'all ever heard something like this before? I have a daughter who's a fucking TV freak and a movie freak. She probably don't watch everything up under the moon. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I haven't heard that. I was like, come on, let's put it together. Let me see if I can pitch this <laughs> That's shit. That's the barometer. of You're like, if she has never heard of it, yeah, cause then I'm going to put it out. Black and white. I mean, she know, she know actors by name, not characters. Oh, really? Yeah. She ain't going to go and tell you uh, somebody, she gonna call a real fucking name, and I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> like, she used to talk about upfronts all the time. And I was like, what the fuck is upfronts? Right. And then when I saw this show, I said, oh, this motherfucker been talking about upfronts for five years. Now, how does she know that? Is she connected to the business besides no. you? She just knows. She she likes to see what's gonna be at upfronts, so she know what's going out. 
And I guess they were showing previews or whatever. I don't know how to fuck. She read all the time. And she like, oh, that and she could tell you from up front. Oh, that ain't but one season right there. Oh, she knows like that. Yes. What did she say about your show? She loved it. Okay, she what, better. But but when I had the when we was going through writers, she told her father, she said, uh, uh, I'd be so glad mama put this show out so it can just get dropped. Because uh, I don't want my mama to make a show like this. The original version, you were saying. Yeah, the yeah. original version. Wow. That's what she told her father. And did he tell you or did she tell you? He told me later, but he started coming by. He would walk by the uh he would walk by the office while I was in there writing. He was like, Hey, you need to put a bullet in their head, in their right of head. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And he wouldn't say much as and then I was like, is he trying to tell me to fight his writer? Because, he, you know, he would read the stripper. He's like, and he, my family is really honest. This shit ain't funny. It was like that. It was like, it's like, because I'm an honest person. Right. You can't come in my house and not expect to have an honest opinion. So I'm like, well, shit. Sometimes we say, well, a lot of times we say the wrong shit when the doors are closed. Right. <laughs> that, so, that's why we got a house. We yeah, can say whatever the fuck we want. We can say whatever the fuck we want. So, you know, they was very honest. It's like, even when I wrote my book, Rabbit, I let my husband read the, the first draft, and he was like, this is a good fucking book. Yeah. that's a, By the way, that made me think, how come you've only put out one album? Like, well, how come? As much as you've accumulated over the years, well, how come you haven't put out more? I, I don't know. I don't, but, I don't but know. You, you, but your material, I've seen you, I've seen you enough times to know that, like, you have you've got to have given away or stopped doing stuff. Yeah, that you just could have put out on. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, I was getting ready to throw away this last album, and um, um, I, I'm hopefully everything working out right. I'll be soon to be shooting a special, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, just never been my thing, but I do try to change my material every fifteen months or twelve to fifteen months. So when I go back around, I'm not saying the same shit. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's, but that's kind of the that's kind of the 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 basis for I think great headliners is if you keep flushing out new shit. Traditionally, people put put out an hour every few years or an album every few years. I don't think it has to be every fucking year. I don't like that. I think I that, don't think I don't think you develop the material. See, I, like, I, I totally agree. After you after you record, you'd be like, God damn, I could have tagged it so much right, more. Right. Or I could have gone. Oh, you know what? This other piece of this other bit I used to, you know, is better here. That you find in time, and I think a year is too fast. They Netflix fucking did that because they were like, put it out, put it out, put it out, put it out. And I blame them for that. But I do think you you do. I I wish your material was out more. Yeah, I get That's a, a lot compliment of that. to you. I just Thank think your you. shit was out. It's just you're you're so good. And but I do find that a lot of people, myself included, are afraid to put out more stuff. Not because of not good enough, but like there's something about doing live comedy that you're like, if you just come see me do some fun shit live, it's hard to ca- and to encapsulate how good you are on a record. It, I just think it's hard to do. Specials are fucking weird. They're hard. Cameras they're not specials anymore. Not anymore. No, not <laughs> they anymore. They used to be specials, but they're right. they're just hey, come watch me record this shit and get this check, and I can buy this car I want it. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, a purse I want it. Is that what it was? Uh, Did you buy a nice new purse for yourself? No, I mean I haven't purchased anything. We're still in the mix of it, but um, what's the what's the dumbest thing you've purchased? And uh, I say dumb, meaning like you know it was irresponsible, but you did it anyway. I don't really. Oh, oh! I tell you, I bought a uh, 2018 BMW from a friend. Woo! Didn't need it. You just they wanted it. No, I didn't even fucking wanted it. Then I get in a car, my titties too big, seat too low. <laughs> I feel like I'm riding on a fucking 
uh, a saltine cracker. Fucking hate Titty's too big is great. That BMW should say BMW. Your titties might be too big. Yeah, but I, I have a Yukon. Yeah, and titties aren't too big for a Yukon. No, I I just bought this fucking Yukon. This is a 2020. And my I was at my friend's house, and he's he was like, I said, what are you doing with this BMW? He's like, oh, we're going to sell it. I was like, oh, I don't have a foreign car. I don't have a, you know, nice car. I'm like, yes, you do, bitch. You got a 2020 Yukon. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I, I'll take it. And I fucking bought it and took it home. <laughs> why? You just felt like you're like, why not? Why I never not? Never owned a foreign car. Never owned a luxury. I don't fucking know why I did that dumb shit. Yeah, that's why though. That's you did it. Sometimes, said, well, sometimes. What the fuck you buy a BMW for? You know, do you like it? I think I think my kids like it more. <laughs> yeah, someone in the house. Likes I, it. I have a 21 year old that used to drive it a lot, but I just bought him a Scat Pack. I don't know what that is. Um, a Dodge, one of those muscle cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those. Okay. Um, and he ain't standing that fucking BMW. All nah. he do is out there doing shit to that fucking scat pad, whatever the fuck you call it. So that BMW probably I bought it was done dumb as shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get rid of this shit. Well, you well sell it back to the idiot you you, you bought it from. Tell him uh, you want to buy. Like, give, give me here. Give me money back. I'm not fucking keeping this BMW. I'm probably gonna trade it. Because, I mean, I, it's a car I want, but I, I just can't afford it right now. Right. But you, yeah. bought a ca- you bought a cash from your friend? I bought a cash. Yeah. Uh-huh, I yeah. bought get, a cash. Get rid of it. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of it. I mean, the brakes is expensive. That shit is expensive. Yeah, foreign cars are a ripoff. They're, they're a ripoff. But, I mean, this, if you like performance vehicles, I think Europeans, it's the most fun. They are the most fun. They make the most fun to me. Is that your Mercedes out there? No. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I keep American car because it's easy to change the fucking oil. Yeah, American cars. And, you know, are easy. and I like, I, I really like big cars. I like SUVs. Yeah. And I want a G wagon, and but the one I that's want, a price that is an expensive car. But man. I cannot afford it, you guys. Yeah. So so keep so go see Miss Pat live. Go watch this show so we can get her a G wagon, please. Yeah, because I, I right now I just can't do it. I mean, that fucking car costs like one eighty. It's expensive as shit, and yes. also I, I I don't know if it's worth all that money. I think that's just the hype of it all. People love the look of the car. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. So that's I mean, a big titty car. It's a big titty car. A big it's titty an SUV. Car. Yeah. But you know, it's something down the line. You know, maybe. I sell a movie or some shit, or I get a third special I can get, or I get three seasons. Yeah. Like maybe I so can So watch get. the goddamn show so Miss Pat can get. By the way, the third season should be called G-Wagon Years. The G-Wagon <laughs> Years. <laughs> By the third season, because I'm a comedian in the show, hopefully, you know, the career will start to take off a little bit more. Yeah. Well, but you also want to keep the comedian struggling through the course of the show because you don't want to. I think Seinfeld did a good job of that where. You never saw him exploding into mega fame. You know, mm-hmm. the whole time he kind of kept this worker bee mentality. On Seinfeld? Seinfeld, yeah, 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 yeah. At the he beginning. Sure was at, the begin- at the beginning, a he would do his bit. A lot of people thought, when I, the way the show opened, mm-hmm. they thought it was Seinfeld. Well, because you do stand up to a, a black room as well, to a dark room. You So it, it kind of has that, like... It wasn't, no, actually, uh, well, yeah, but I, I go... If you notice, I'm not doing stand-up. No, 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 I know. It's a monologue about it, the show. But it looks like stand-up. It looks like stand-up. Yeah, because your voice is inherently going to be... Sta- no matter what you're doing in that world, like, even you, even your character on the show, it feels like a stand-up. Because you are. You can't, you're never going to escape that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a good thing to be, because it just kind of... It, it. People who know you are prepared for that rhythm and people who aren't, they can tell that you're a stand-up comedian. I mean, there's no doubt about it. 
Oh. I, you, you can tell. You can tell. I mean, that's a good, what a good thing. You know what I mean? It's the other way is harder when people see a show and they go, I didn't know you were a stand-up. And you're like, yeah, I've been doing it for who, fucking years. Who was that, the comedian who had a show, very fucking successful show, and I did not know he was a comedian until he went off air. Um, what was it, a sick, it was a sitcom? It was a sitcom. You mean like Tim Allen? No, mm-hmm. I knew Tim Allen was a comedian. Uh, who uh, else? Who, who had a sitcom that was successful that went until you didn't know? Let me think. Um, white guy. Older white guy. What do you know about the show? Do you know what the show was? Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Um, nobody knew he was a... Well, I didn't know he was a comedian until he started touring. He started popping up at the improv. I was like, he's a fucking comedian? Like Bob Saget? No, no I knew, you knew Bob. Bob. I don't think I knew Bob Saget was a comedian. Yeah. He was one of them, but there's another older guy. And um God, I wanna know. A lot so of people bad. they was like, they don't they didn't Where your phone at? Can you Google comedians with T V shows? Yeah, well it's gonna be so many dudes. No, that, it's not. It's gonna be white dudes. Watch what I tell you. White male comics. <laughs> comics with sitcoms. In here we pour whiskey. Guys, I've talked about Cuts Clothing on this podcast before, and I truly think they make some of the best stuff I've ever adorned my body with. Whether you're hustling for a promotion, you're working on your golf swing, hanging out with friends, having a few beers with your boys, uh, I got to tell you, you want to look good and look sharp and feel comfortable in stuff that doesn't look stiff. You know, it doesn't look like you just came from the office. You can, which is great, and you don't look uh, you don't look too tight and too stiff. Uh, they got this incredible wrinkle-free pika polo, the design that keeps you fitted for the office, the golf course, even your next hot date on the town, you go out to dinner. I love this polo. It's so nice. It's so comfortable, and it doesn't look too starchy and tight. Um, each piece is crafted with custom-engineered fabric and a comfortable fit without compromising its timeless, universally flattering style. I'm telling you, it's great. GQ Magazine calls it uh, calls that classic uh, Pika Pro Tri-Blend tee, the only shirt worth wearing. GQ knows, uh, and five years ago, Cuts founder Steve Borelli set out to create clothes for every occasion for the modern man in which you face the home, the office, or the party. And I'm telling you, this month marks the Cuts' fifth-year anniversary, and they're doing it big with two collection drops, a product launch, and a week-long special event. To join the celebration, to get 15% off uh, site-wide by going to cutsclothing.com slash whiskey. That's cutsclothing.com slash whiskey for 15% off and access to anniversary events all month long. I want to talk about Copilot. Copilot is a one-on-one fitness and nutritional experience that pairs you with a dedicated coach to form lasting lifestyle changes. Your coach will provide unlimited personalized workouts, nutrition guidance, and constant contact to keep you on track while being 100% remote. Let me tell you something. I just started using this. I got the Apple Watch. I've synced it up with the app, the Copilot app that's on my phone and on my watch, and that way I can train and you can hear them. Your coach literally talks to you through it, which is incredible, and they're not bothering you. They're not nitpicking you. They set up the workout and they let you fly free, which I love. The app is super simple and easy to use, and I really do like it. I got a back issue right now, so I'm on my, I'm on my swim stuff right now. I be swimming, and big shout-out to Olivia, my coach, who's great. She set me up with a couple of workouts right away, and I really did like it. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm usually kind of adverse to stuff like this. I'm like, oh, is it going to be worth it? But Copilot is great. You can change coaches if need be. Um, I liked Olivia. We got along. We understood each other. She she knows what I needed, which I really loved. And she set up the workouts on the app, and it just sends it to your phone. If you have an app for the watch, highly recommend syncing that up. You can swim. It can track it. Send it all. Send all the data. So she sees what I'm doing, and she can know how to adjust the workouts uh, moving forward. Big, nah, big stuff over there at Copilot. I, I really do. Um, I really do believe in what they're doing. 
please try it out. Copilot believes that everyone deserves the opportunity to live a healthy life, and that change, real, lasting change, is achieved through a series of small daily choices that stack up to lifelong habits, and that it's much easier to make those choices with Copilot coaches by your side. And today, Whiskey Ginger listeners can try it for free, totally for free. Uh, get 14 days of free training and coaching by using this link, mycopilot.com slash whiskey ginger. You can see it right there, mycopilot.com slash whiskey ginger. Ginger. I like gingers. But it's going to be, it's got to be an older one, right? The 12 best sitcom. I mean, Louie, obviously, Seinfeld, Bernie Mac. Um, Is it Letterman? Everybody Loves Raymond. That's him. There you Every, go. I did not know Ray, Ray a, Romano. Ray, Ray Romano. Romano was a fucking comedian. Right. That's a fact. And a lot, you know. Still with, is. He's still, yeah, he's still, 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 still doing comedian. it. Yeah, he's still a fucking comedian. And I remember people was like, when he first started coming back, and people were like, Ray, Ray Romano is a comedian? Mm-hmm. I did not know he was a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very for, very successful sitcom, but I had no idea he was a fucking comic. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think. Part of his, a lot of the guys from that generation, because a lot of that generation got shots at making sitcoms, you know, and some of them it took off. I mean, Michael Keaton was apparently a great stand-up, and as a kid, that was Batman. I didn't know, I didn't know he was a stand-up comic, you know. I didn't. Batman was a stand-up comedian. Michael Keaton, the original Batman. Oh wow, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Either. I mean, I, to me, he was just a great actor. But like, yeah, he was a stand-up for years. He was at the Comedy Store. He was that was his home club, here in L.A. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean. When I was a kid, that was Batman. It was Beetlejuice. You know, I didn't know. There was a lot of people that growing up, I didn't know that they were stand-ups. I just thought they were. Because the stand-ups that I knew were so just stand-ups. I mean, like Eddie was just a stand-up. I mean, he was an actor, but he was a stand-up first. I didn't know Jimmy Walker doing the good time years was a stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got found right there in the comedy club. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times at, at the comedy store, that's that's how a lot of sitcoms used to try to capture someone, try to make a show out of them. They'd go see them there and go... This this guy's got a great thing. We have to put him on his own show. And a lot of guys would get their own shows, and you know, only so many of them are gonna fucking take off. But the ones that do, I mean, Ray Romano, that show was that show, I fucking no idea. huge. That show was fucking <laughs> like huge. huge. Yeah, That's no, like for years. A lot, well, and hopefully the Miss Pat show will go on for years and years and years and years. Ah, uh, I need a good five years. <laughs> well, let's get her at least five. How about that? At least five. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a great network that's growing. And I'm, I, I tell people all the time. I think um, I'm hoping that this is their uh, this is their handmaid's tale, right? <laughs> I'm hoping I'm their handmaid's tale without all the uh, without all the creepy shit. No, without all the white clicks being white. cut off. <laughs> but you remember when Hulu came out? Yeah. Nobody really paying any attention to it. Then they got Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> and I started hearing about Handmaid's Tale. I said, like, what the fuck is this Handmaid's Tale? Mm-hmm. And so I went and subscribed to Hulu. And I was like, oh, my God. And I've been subscribed to Hulu for five years because Handmaid's Tale is still on there. Did you like it? Did you watch it and like it? That's my motherfucking show. It's a great show. Oh, I fight for them women. Get they ass. <laughs> Get that Republican Party ass. <laughs> Let them stop taking y'all clicks. <laughs> I love that fucking show. This show is great. And it is a really, really good show. It's really well done, too, man. It's, it's shot really beautifully. It's, yes. Great writing. Great yeah, great acting. acting. Oh my! You can't see anything coming. No, no, yeah, no. The surprises are really good. That's a great show, and that's why I work so hard. Even with the comedy here, I didn't want you to see a joke coming. Right, right. That's good. I mean, that's important because it's. I do see them all the time when I watch shows. I'm not going to mention. I just saw a show, and we were watching it last night, and I said two of the jokes before they said them. <gasps> yeah, 
And my wife hates that shit. She's like, shut the fuck up. I don't, and like, but I can see them coming. If Could you be honest? Could you see that in this show? On your show? Mm-hmm. No. No, because, because it was more like, um, even if I knew where the, where it was going, the, the punch or the bit was not what I thought it was anyway. But I wasn't trying to project it for your show because the only time I try to guess what the joke is, if, if it's so easy, I'm almost annoyed by it. Right? Like, I never was annoyed by your show to go, I know what this is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I see shows now and I go, I know exactly what this is. And I'm not pandering. It's true. Your show was, it just, this, the setups aren't as obvious as some shows are. But a lot of shows do want easy setups and they throw it because more Americans can fucking eat it. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes when you cast such a broad net, just like the show that you hated on, Kaylee Cuoco's show, I think they cast a broad net because they want more people to be able to consume it. That's really what it is sometimes. But yours is not like that. Yours is very specific. And tonally, right, it is you. It's you. It's yeah. definitely Miss Pat anyway. And so, it's, it's, it's a grown folks sitcom. It's real language. It's real language. There's some real ass language in it. When you came in the room, by the way, I said, did you want something to drink? You've never had liquor in your life. I mean, I've tasted, but I'm not a drinker. But what is that, by the way? What, like, never once have you never gotten drunk your whole life? I think I've been drunk once. In 50 years? Yeah. I don't do alcohol. And now, what, just, was there I a reason olive for it? Olive Garden wine. You, Olive Garden wine? Yeah. <laughs> like, they sell uh, it at the liquor store for $9. Really? Olive Garden said you bought it for $25. So I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to the liquor store. <laughs> so that's all I drink. Just to get Olive Garden wine. And when I, when I want to go to sleep, I drink a little glass of wine, but I don't drink. Why did you stay away from it? Is it something in your family, your past, or do, is it just like My no? mom was an alcoholic. Okay, there. Um, and just never been my thing. Yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid, uh, it's called a D.A.R.E. program now. Oh, yeah. But uh, it wasn't called a D.A.R.E. program when I was a kid. Um, I forgot what it was called. Uh, what was that fucking bear? Smokey the Bear? Yeah. Who told you not to do drugs? No, no. He, Smokey the Bear said no forest fires. No, who was that? No, you're right, no forest fire. They had some character like the D.A.R.E. program. I can't remember what it was. Who told and, us not to do drugs? Uh, you're not my age, are you? No, no, no. Yeah, not to do drugs and not to smoke cigarettes and right. do stuff like that. So I learned that when I was in elementary school, and my mama just did it so un, un like she did everything like a boy. Like, you would have thought my mama was a lesbian. Like, she smoke a cigarette. She just hold it like an old damn dude on a cigarette on the corner. She didn't drink out of a glass. She always drunk out of the quart bottle. Right out of the bottle. Out of the bottle. She right. drunk her gin and juice. She fucking mix it and drank it out of the bottle. And she, I was like, ah. Oh. And I remember she used to watch The Young and the Restless, and she would smoke <laughs> cigarettes. And at the time, they smoked cigarettes on TV. And they was putting a little tip on the end. Mm-hmm. And my mama just smoked her like a man. And she never carried a purse. She carried a wallet, a man wallet in her back pocket. But I guarantee you, every, when she opened that bitch up, everything you had, everything I had in my purse, she had in that wallet. Tampons, your birth certificate, ID. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I don't want to do nothing she fucking do. Right. It was just you wanted to be different than moms. That's what yeah, it was. So my sister picked up alcohol. I didn't pick up alcohol and drugs. Do you have any vice? Any advice? No, do you have any vices, like liquor or like, like you know, like yeah, gambling? Yeah, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is your vice. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, that shit takes a lot of my money. What's the go-to at Chick-fil-A? What's the order? Um, What's the Miss Pat? Number one. What is that? That's the uh, uh, chicken, the chicken sandwich? Mm-hmm. That's it? I discovered Chick-fil-A when I was a drug dealer. 
Cause you know I'm, I'm, I'm I grew up in the hood, so we all ate church's chicken. Mm-hmm. And so my friend, I was walking in Greenbrier Mall one day. My friend, I was like, "What is Chick Fil A?" She's like, "Ooh, that damn chicken costs too much." So I'm a drug dealer. I'm making money. So shit, I can afford this chicken sell. I mean, this was when it was in the early '90s, and this bitch talking about the fucking. I think a combo back then probably was three dollars and fifty cents. So I go over there. I was like, "God damn, this chicken good." <laughs> are y'all crazy? <laughs> that is Why good. the fuck are you not buying that shit too expensive? I say, "Fuck this shit," and I've been on Chick Fil A ever since. This should be a Chick Fil A commercial, by the way. Yeah. You know that bum 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 <laughs> and on that white couch or whatever the fuck. Man, I this love. This like I've been having this shit since I was dealing drugs. <laughs> and that's when I discovered Chick Fil A when I could afford it when I was dealing drugs. Where were you dealing drugs? Was that in Atlanta or no? Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atlanta. How many years were you doing? Were out there on the streets? Probably about ten. Yeah, ten. Mm-hmm. Wow, ten years is a long time, huh? From fourteen, I had the first my first baby. I mean, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen. Like, no, 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 no. Probably five, I'm sorry. Because I stopped about 19. Your 20. first baby was at 14. Mm-hmm. And you were selling drugs 14 all the way to 19 15 or so. all the way to 19, 20. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wild, so man. So about five years. And you only got caught once. once. I went to jail. I went to prison One for a year. time. Yeah. That's really good. You must have been a good drug dealer. I mean, you were good at being evasive. Well, it's easy when you had the drugs in your kids' drawers and shit. what made the most money crack always well i didn't sell anything else i didn't you wasn't my target right people didn't come to my neighborhood if you did you was the fucking police so white people never came for crack nah white people don't do crack sure they do uh they might do it now hey siri do whites do crack you know Bum, bum. <laughs> well, no, not when I was coming. Not when right. I was selling drugs. No, no, drugs. no. You the fucking police. They did heroin. Right. They did cocaine. Coke, yeah, coke, right, coke, yeah, yeah. Cocaine, and they did heroin. Did you ever want to sell heroin? Hell no. Why? I didn't know. I still don't even, I don't even know if I ever really seen heroin. Heroin. Really? I used to call it heroin. Heroin, yeah, heroin. Yeah, yeah I've heard so, that before. Um, I, I never dealt in heroin. But crack, but crack was so easy and quick, and it was the quickest money you've no, ever made. No, crack is what was in our community. This right. is what everybody wanted. But I mean, how, like, how did you, how did you even get into it? Did you have someone you my knew? My kid's father used to sell crack, and then he went to jail, and I couldn't pay my rent, so I started selling crack. Yeah. And it was, uh, I knew the drug dealers, and at this time, it was really getting in our community. And mother, you look up in the the the, the poorest, the poorest motherfucker in the neighborhood was the richest motherfucker in the neighborhood. Did you make a lot of money? I made a lot of money. Do you can you tell me a guess of maybe how much you think you made? I don't know. I had a trap. Uh, it was my only trap with my friend, and we would do about twenty G's a day. God damn! And I was sixteen, seventeen. I made a lot of fucking. Miss Pat, we might have crack. to go. I might have to go sell some crack after. Don't this. sell on crack. People are not even on crack anymore. Yeah, well, let's get them back on it <laughs> for twenty grand a day. I'm about to reinfiltrate America. Fuck, all you got to do is sell out a theater. You, we can make that selling <laughs> jokes with no police knocking up outside our fucking head. I know, heads. but the excitement of selling crack. It ain't no excitement in that shit. You, I'm old. I can't run no more. I've been shot twice. I can't take no more bullets. All right, no fine. more ass whipping. No more fold up. Well, I guess our crack business is never gonna take off then. No. Fine. You better make some crack cakes. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll do that shit. Yeah, your wife can bake. You, no, fuck no. Cook, bake, nothing. Nothing. Uh, we don't come domestic anymore. Yeah, but you know what? I, like, I we really enjoy going out, though. Like, we don't have kids, so it's nice to go make dates to go out. Because I did find the fucking pandemic. We, you had to cook at the house every night. And I got so sick of eating at the house that I was like, this is what I, I'm appreciative that we're able to go out and eat often 
because we both can't cook for shit. But it is nice because sitting around the house eating just gets me so. I just got that thing. I, I like. I, I gotta go. You know what I mean? It's yeah. since we couldn't do shows. I was losing my fucking mind at the house. I mean, I was trying my best to try to figure out ways to keep busy and active, but I like going out because at least it gives me something to do. So she's never gonna learn how to cook, and neither am I because we eat out too, too fucking much. Yeah, I like to eat out too. My kids can cook really good. Can you cook? No, nah, I'm just fat. <laughs> you could eat. You I can eat, but no, I don't like cooking. That's not that's not what I like doing. Yeah, you know how some people find peace in it? I find it's the most annoying I'm, shit. I'm a DIY person. I like that shit. You like fixing shit. I like remodeling. Have you remodeled your house? Yes. I have a newer home, but during the pandemic, um, I went downstairs and I tore my fucking basement up. I was like, get the fuck upstairs. And I redid the whole basement. Really? Will you come to my house, please? I'm, I'm, I'm actually... It's 1941. It needs help a lot. Our, wow. My house is old as shit. I went to Burt Kreischer house today. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Because I'm in the process of buying a house and adding on to it and, and trying to get, you know, remodel it. I saw Burt Kreischer. I was like, ooh, I need to sit my ass down and make some more money before I try to fucking buy a house and redo it. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. Did he have a shirt off the whole time or was his shirt nah, on? No, his arm broke. Thank God. Yeah, otherwise I he I mean, not thank God his arm broke, but thank God he had his shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he broke his fucking arm doing his own stunts, right? Isn't that what it was? Doing yeah, his own, doing his his own, own movie stunt. stunts. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? I told him, I said, do you think you're 20? Yeah. He yeah. does. He, but he does. He, I mean, he lives like a 20. He can drink and eat and party like a 20-year-old. Yeah, but that's about to slow down, Bert. You know, uh, slow we'll see. Down. I'm telling you. He's how old now? He's got to be, I want to say 40. Now I, wanna, now I have to look. I want to say 46. But. It's funny to think that I do a podcast with Bobby Lee, and he's the same age as you, and you he's 48. Um, and Bobby's going to be 50 this year. He told me. And we're going to throw a big-ass big party for him. I was going to throw my husband a big-ass Game of Thrones party. Is, he, is that his favorite shit on earth? That was favorite shit on earth, and they get ready to bring it back. Some version of it back. Do you I'm, like that? Mm-mm. See, I've, ne- I've never seen <clears throat> one episode. I've never seen one episode. Me neither. But I had hired this, this lady... <clears throat> we was about to throw this big ass Game of Thrones party, yeah. like wedding style. It was gonna cost me about probably over thirty thousand dollars. Thirty G's for a party for his fiftieth birthday party, and COVID hit. Oh, couldn't do it. I bought all of this shit I got <laughs> to sell. Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> By the way, go to go to buy Miss Pat's Game of Thrones shit dot com. She's selling all that shit right now. Yeah. Uh, clothing, Place. swords, oh. dragons. I had all the flags from all the castle that was gonna hang out the ceiling. That's so sweet to do that you did it though. Yes, I had. Oh, it was. It was I bought all the linen for it. Wow, it's gonna be beautiful. And you can't do it anymore. I mean, we look like we're about to get locked down again. So I know what the fuck. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Well, who knows? Let's go down our nerd list, by the way, because I don't watch nerd shows. I get criticized for it all the time. You seem like you don't. You didn't see it. Let me see if you have. You ever seen a Star Wars? Which, which Star Wars? Have you seen any of the movies? Yeah. You okay? No. You've seen some. Yeah. Okay, but none of the newer ones. With the black guy in it? Sure. Yeah, I think I saw. Okay, that so one. you have seen that, but no Game of Thrones. Uh, I have not watched Game of Thrones. Harry Potter. Uh, no, but I just went to Disney and did a ride. Okay, but <laughs> but you never seen the show, or I mean, the, you never seen any of the movies. Nah, not no. all the way through. Okay, what about Star Trek? You ever seen any Star Trek? Yeah, I've seen Star Trek. Do you Trek. like Star Trek? Uh, 
That's okay. Not my shit. I prefer Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Yeah, yeah. that's more. That's more your speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen most nerd shows. People get mad because I don't. I'm not. I never was into them when I was a kid. I liked sports stuff, and I liked comedy comedy shows. If I was watching anything on TV, but I never watched Star Wars or Star Trek or. I never saw one Harry Potter. I've never seen Game of Thrones. All the most popular shit. I just, it's not for, space shit for me, for some reason. I don't, I don't give a fuck about space shit. I don't know why. Because you're not that nosy. I just don't need to know all that bullshit. I yeah. don't, because I, I know it's all fake and they make it all up and the universes and the languages and I'm like, I, I don't know. This is interesting as fuck down here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what you're making about where you live now, to me, that's more interesting than then, some then fake Mulan planet. Mulan Moose. What's right. his name? Mulan Moose? I don't know who the fuck that is. The guy who just went out to space. The rich guy. Oh, oh, Elon Musk. Oh, Mulan. By Mulan. the way, Mulan Musk is very funny. That was his name, <laughs> Mulan Musk out there in space. <laughs> Elon Musk. He, no, yeah. no. Uh, Jeff Bezos went to space, too. Did you see that? Yeah, they're just rich. They don't have shit to do. So bored. So rich, so bored. I know. But his wife got half of his shit. Yeah, and she got a new man, and she's giving it all away. And yeah, yeah, she's doing she's doing the thing that she's doing to stay away from all the criticism. That's what he doesn't give a fuck. He a guy gets divorced that's that rich, he walks right into the fire. Like I wonder, like Bill Gates getting divorced. I wonder what he's gonna do. You know, he's gonna oh he is getting divorced. Mm-hmm. When that rich, I wonder what the next move is. The women usually do something altruistic and nice and giving, and they give to charities and do good shit. And the dudes, they got to have some kind of bounce back time where they. You know, get with some a bunch of young, beautiful models and of shit. Of course, that's what they want. Yeah, they want to suck titties that set up right, not the ones that they gotta pick up and hold yeah, up right. You don't want to have to lift up a titty to suck it. No, not the rich guys. Me, I'll lift up the titty to suck it. Oh, I was about to goddamn say, what's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with a handicapped titty? <laughs> uh, a pickup titty. Ain't nothing wrong with them pick kind of titties titty. either. A pickup titty. Is that yeah. what you said? Is that what's what you said? With a pickup titty. <laughs> A titty you gotta pick up and dust off and hold on to. And then you gotta get a doot doot just to lift it up from the bottom. Yeah, if you fuck with my titties, yeah, but I don't know what your wife is built like. But there's nothing wrong with it. Who want titties? Somebody take out their bra and the titties just staring straight at them. You know, <laughs> you those titties ain't real. You want a titty that's hanging out in her fucking underwear. Something that's reaching like for the ground. They look like they fell out. Right. That's going down yeah, to the like, earth. Like, did your fucking titties have a seizure? <laughs> no. They just relax. So you pick them up, dust them off, and suck them. <laughs> if you do your next album, will you call it Pick Them Up, Dust Them Off, and Suck Them, please? <laughs> Pick them up, <laughs> dust them off, and suck them. Make that your next album. For I will. Me. Thank for me. you. Yeah, for Thank me. You. For me. You have to name that shit for me. I no, will. but but honestly, you you um, I am uh being genuine when I say it. I, I think the the show is good. I hope people do watch the show because it's nice to see comics getting a shot to do their version of shows. Because for a long time there was the fear that comedy was gonna, you know. I don't know. I think they gave a lot of comedians shots on TV, and I think they got tired of it. And I was like, fuck, we're not going to get any more shots. But luckily, I think when they keep giving shots to people that are talented, you know, I think it, even it works out, it'll look better for all the rest of us, you know? Yeah, I, will. I, I mean, I don't got a show coming anytime soon, but I'm on you somebody else's show. But What show are you on? I'm on the show called Dave on FX. I just heard about that. Yeah, it's yeah, but I mean, I, I like, I don't... Making a show, to me, I've tried before, and it's... It's hard. It's just too. It was too much. It was. It was tough. I don't. And I, the responsibility. Yeah, well, the, I. I just don't know if I want all the responsibility of making the show, making a show right now. 
I'd rather focus yeah. on touring and stand up and doing that thing. And are you touring, by the way? Hell yeah, I'm touring. That's what I can control. Yeah, this is they shit. They own this show. Mm-hmm. I, what they can take that at any time. They can't take my stand up. So I'm always gonna stay on the stage. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they, you don't think you'll ever retire from stand up? Not until they put me in a cave. Not until they put me in a cave, Lord. Not until they put me in a grave like they did Joan Rivers. Right. She kept and, going to the very, very fucking end, huh? Yeah. It's wild to think. That's that. I. That's the thing when somebody says retire, it's like as a comedian, you don't ever. I don't think you like. I saw a photo of Gene Hackman, the actor Gene Hackman, and I think he. They said he was ninety-one or something like that, and. You know, people were like, oh, I miss Gene. Where's he been? You know, they say he's living, lives out somewhere peacefully, hanging out, happy. Uh, he retired 15 years ago from acting. And as I was reading, I was thinking, we don't ever get to retire comics. I mean, most of us don't really want to is the difference. You know, you look at Norman Lear. He's walking around every day. He's still at the, stu- the, at the lot. He still has his bungalow on the studio, right? He's still, he's still developing shows. Like, I think you don't quit. They have to make you stop. You know what I mean? They have to be like, mm-hmm. it's over. Because I don't ever see myself stopping stand-up. TV and stuff, maybe. Yeah, but not stand-up. No. I'm going to do it. I love it. Where are you going right now so we can plug some of the dates so some of the people can see where you're at? So when, you know? when are you dropping this? In a week. After the show come out? Yep. So I will be in Minnesota at the House of Comedy. House of Comedy. Minnesota at the Mall of America. Have you done it before? Oh, I love her. She's the best. Um, let me tell you today, she's the fucking best, man. She supported me so much when I was coming up. Same. She gave me uh, an opportunity to headline. You're talking about Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Bronson. They treated me, they treat me like family. Yeah, man. I love them. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to come across club owners that really care about you. I would say it's really? often. Most often, no, they don't yeah, give a fuck about they you. They don't give a fuck about you. You're not selling tickets. Fuck you. But when I tell you, Tammy took me up under her wings and really fucking looked out for me. And that's why I play her clubs in areas. And I try to really stay loyal to her mm-hmm. because she really helped me out. So I will be at the Comedy House in Bloomington, Minnesota from August 12th through the 15th. Let's go. The next day after that is August 26th through the 29th, Improv Pittsburgh. And then Chicago. I'm on my way back September the 3rd through the 6th. I'm in, I'm from Chicago. Where are you playing in Chicago? Zanies. Downtown? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, love, man. I love that fucking place. That is such a great... You know, it used to be a strip club. You know that, right? Mm-mm. It used to be a strip club. I got think I've heard that. long hallway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it feels like a titty bar. It's got that dark, seedy vibe. I love that, man, on Wells. That, like, that area is such like a... It just feels very much like a homey... It's old town, and it just has that vibe of, like... It's a it's the middle of the heart of the city because a lot of times we play clubs people don't know sometimes it's in the middle of fucking nowhere and you're like this mm-hmm. is not but that's in the heart of it all downtown Zanies is so fucking great so go see Miss Pat in Chicago go see her in uh, in, in the Mall of America and then uh, what was the one more you said one more uh, what did you say you were going to Pittsburgh Pittsburgh first time in Pittsburgh Homestead 26th through the 29th you never done Pittsburgh before what uh, I did it as an opener for uh, other comedians. And I was opening for people. Who was the, who did you who used to open for you? D. Ray Davis, Arnaz J. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's who I did it for. D. Ray, I remember when I first moved to the city, seeing D. Ray's name at uh, all over those posters at the Improv. What it used to be, Mo Better Mondays. My, Mo, it's still Mo Better Mondays. It's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I just don't know what happens over the years when COVID shuts shit down. It's like our shows, even certain shows. I'm like, are those things even coming back? Yeah, Mo Better Mondays was my one of my first nights at uh, 
the improv and D Ray's picture used to be up in the where the when the booth used to be in the front, and man, they would sell so many fucking tickets. I was I was like, Mondays were used to be so busy, and then Tuesdays was dead, and Wednesdays would be maybe a show, and then the weekend would start. But my first night at Mobeta Mondays, I didn't know anything about it. I just showed up in town. And I was like, I'm gonna go to the improv, <clears throat> and they had a metal detector, and I went to the metal detector and I went to the front bar. I was getting a drink, and I said to the bartender, I was like, why the fuck was there a metal detector at the front? And he was like, it's Mo Better Mondays. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, it's Mo Better Mondays. There's always a metal detector on Mo Better Mondays. <laughs> hey, black bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I, because I had never even been, I had no idea. I'm like, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean? Why, like, why would there be? I've never heard of that at a comedy club. He's like, is your first time? I was like, yeah, I'm just new to town. He's like, all right, just shut the fuck up then. I was like, all right, no problem. <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. Um, Go see Miss Pat on tour. Please, uh, please also watch her show uh, on BET+. Plus. Try it the fuck out. If you've never heard of the streaming service, you've never tried it, try it out. What do you got to lose? Don't be a bitch. Miss Pat Comedy, is that right? Uh-huh. MissPatComedy.com. MissPatComedy.com. MissPatComedy.com, August 12th. You have to go watch it. All right, we end the show the same way. You look in that camera that you've got right there, mm-hmm. and you say one word or one phrase to close the show that's going to end the show. Uh... You know, it's going to be cemented in history whenever you're ready. One word or or one phrase. Uh, I just made this phrase up. It's called back it. Back it? Yeah, back it. What is it? A person uh, got more back than they got ass. <laughs> <laughs> in here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like that. Ginger. I like gingers.